Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Welcome to the Power Moves P Mail Bag. I'm your host, Mike Burns. Um, not only Zach joining me as always. What's going on, man? Man, we're we're in the air conditioned comfort of the home here Feeling today. Good. We did the last one at the roost. Where we were uh, chastised for being alcoholics and degenerates by a fucking alcoholic degenerate. I just I tell you what, man. He was there before I got there. Fuck him. Mm, unreal. That guy's been there all day, calling us names. We're gonna go back there and do another show. Now I want it. Like I, I almost wanted to go back and do it today. Hope he was there. Post up at the bar next to him. Yeah, I've never seen that poser there before. Mm, don't like that guy. Let's get to a Pleasanton, California dive bar review. What's up, Daddith? <clears throat> I'm a little throaty. Daddy Andro checking in with a P-Moves bar review circa 2008-2009. My buddies and I were recent college grads, and many of us had moved back to our hometowns working whatever job you could get in the depths of the Great Recession. Personally, I slanged lattes for Starbucks. <laughs> I love Daddy Andrew's awesome. I love that he... Uh, like tries to make working at Starbucks uh, sound cool. Yeah, that sounded really cool. <laughs> By slanging lattes <laughs> while going back to school to become a high school teacher. Good for you. Anyways, our collective employment predicaments meant a little bit of scratch and plenty of time to visit the college buddies in the Bay Area on the weekends. We had a few friends in Pleasanton, so that became one of our favorite haunts. That bring have you been to Pleasanton? You're from the from California. I have not, man. Oh, that, that must be up. That's like some Bay Area kind of vibe. You've only been up to San Jose now, just for WrestleMania. A real in and out trip. That brings me to the dive bar in question, Pastime Pool. I like that. You can oh, already man. you can already picture that sign. Pastime pool, you know that probably neon or something, or or just Hopefully. one of those old plastic ones that's all like yellowed. Hell yeah! I should mention that Pleasanton is a nice town. A lot of people who work in tech but don't want to raise a family in the city. It makes pastime pool even that much more out of the ordinary. Whenever we would visit Pleasanton, my old roommate Garrett and I would suggest going to pastime pool, like twenty percent joking. <laughs> that's how things always start. Hey, we should uh, we should go to pastime pool. Wouldn't that be PTP? funny? Yeah, that'd be stupid. <laughs> you want to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. I do want to go. <laughs> But the Pleasanton gals would never go for it. One fateful night, the homie Chris and I were blotto and got separated from the pack. Trying to find our way back to a friend's apartment, we soon found ourselves outside Pastime Pool. It was a no-brainer. We walked in and sat down at the bar. This place was full of what I like to call local flavor. Yeah. Not really the Pleasanton vibe you'd see celebrated in municipal leaflets for schools, rec league, sports, summer camps in the downtown Biznick, Dis- Biznick, Di- Biznick, Biznick District. A uh, little, uh, little. What's that? Uh, what's that? Uh, where you where you mix up words? What's that? Uh, pro- that's uh, that learning disability that I have. Dyslexia. There you go. <laughs> I was gonna say stupid, but I was just like, no, I'm stupid too, man. Like, <laughs> this place was gritty. Bartender walks down to us and asks what we'll have. Chris looks at me, looks at the bartender, and confidently says, two beers, barkeep." The bartender <laughs> looks at us in frustration, rightfully so, and gruffly asks, "What kind?" Hell yeah! That's the thing I hate the most in TV shows. I was like. Two beers. Like, what kind? Yeah, motherfucker. Dude, it's, beers are not just beers. Everyone, it's very specific. You just like, 
gin like what kind <laughs> oh man <laughs> well, i guess you say gin rocks but still that you know that means rail two beers barkeep uh. <laughs> chris just replies two please and holds up two fingers just in case it was an auditory processing issue the first time around acting like a cop dude <laughs> two <laughs> i want two kinds to my dismay it works guy puts two random drafts in front of us just likely uh, hoping that he can be done with us. I guess that a lot of like dive bars, they only have like one kind of beer on draft. And yeah. that's like, it's like a Miller Light bar or a Paps bar or a Bud Light bar. And like you order a, a beer and it's in Lake Michigan, a lot of places, they just have Bush and Bush Light. So you just get light Bush or beer. If you say beer, you get a, you get a $2 glass of Bush. If you say light, you get a $2 glass of Bush Light. By this point, the rest of our friends had noticed that we were missing and had grown concerned. The homie Garrett called my phone and I answered it. He was asking where, where we were, and let's be honest, I was in no condition to provide a coherent <laughs> answer. I told him, I'm not sure where I am, but Chris is here too. At this point, the bartender yells out, you're at pastime pool. That's a cool bartender, man. <laughs> Garrett hears that info and I come and comes to collect Chris and I. The moral of the story, if you're ever in Pleasanton, too drunk to order a beer, want to meet the local flavor and don't know where you are, and you need useful directions, shout it at your buddy. Pastime Pool in Pleasanton, California is the place for you. <laughs> Keep up the great work, Daddy. Andrew uh, Aja. It's, it's A-J-A. A -J -A. It's an uh-huh. Uh-huh. Aja. Keep thinking about the running back from the Dolphins. Or used well, to be for the Dolphins. Well, I just think about the Steely Dan album. That that I always call it Aha, but I could be incorrect. Ah. Yeah, I have copies of that on uh, vinyl and, and cassettes, and I listen to it all the time. But cool name though. Yeah, one would think I should I should know what that is. Huh. If you want to be uh, featured on a Power Moves P mail bag, go ahead and shoot an email to Power Moves with Mike Burns at Gmail. Dot com. Also, I'll uh, keep those five stars going on on uh, the old Apple Podcasts, and uh, go check out the sweet merch over at PowerMovesWithMikeBurns.com. And uh, as always, keep supporting that Patreon because that keeps the lights on. Let's move on from Daddy Matt Corcoran. Nashville school bans Harry Potter series, citing the risk of conjuring evil spirits. We're going to do an actual story here. Oh, man. Because I wanted to do this on, on, on the actual flagship show, but uh, I don't know. It's not really a crime, but I really liked it, and I wanted to dig into it a little bit. So uh, we're just going to toss it in here. A Catholic school in Nashville, Tennessee, has banned the Harry Potter series because a reverend at the school claims the books include both good and evil magic as well as spells, which, if read by a human, can conjure evil spirits. <laughs> According that, to the Tennessean. Isn't that the Bible? Like, <laughs> yeah. It just, just, that, just that alone. It's just, oh, that man. just shows you how stupid people are. That just, it doesn't, you really believe in evil spirits and evil magic and. Oh, come on, man. What are you doing? You, you, you're taking books away from kids? Kids that love, they love those books. Let them read. Those dude. are huge books. You know how. That makes kids read so much. Oh, man. 
Wow. I mean, this piece of trash. I'll tell you what. That's a lot of books, right? I'm not big on the Harry Potter. I've never seen there's the a, There's like eight of those books. Yeah, and, it's a lot and, of literature. And man. now kids can't have them at school, apparently. The publication obtained an email from Reverend Dan Rehill, a pastor at St. Edward's Catholic School Parish, which was sent to parents. In the email, Rehill explains in the that... Uh, he has consulted several exorcists in the U.S. and Rome, and it oh, was yeah. recommended that the school remove the books. Show me. <laughs> what are you doing? You just you believe in ghosts. You believe in, like, monsters and, and magic trick. You, the kids that read these books don't even believe that stuff is real. They know it's a fake story. The shit that comes out about the priest is way worse than any of these fucking yeah, how about, books. How about Come we on. remove those? Let's remove remove the let's remove most of those priests. I'm not, not saying all of them. Let's but move let's remove most <laughs> from the schools before we worry about Harry Potter books. Some dude playing with a stick. Come on, man. These books present magic as both good and evil, which is not true, but in fact a clever deception, Reverend Rehill said of the seven-part Harry Potter book series. This guy's cool to be around. The curses and spells used in the books are actual curses and spells, which were in read by a human being, human being risked conjuring evil spirits into the presence of the person reading the text, the email continues. Fuck him. This fucking guy. What a jackass. I'll pull my kid from that school if that was what's happening. Yeah, and they it's a Catholic school. They People pay money for kids to go to school there. I went to Catholic school. It wasn't like that. I mean, we had an abortion chick come in and like put bags over kids' heads, and then our cool-ass eighth-grade teacher was like... <laughs> Bags uh, over she, yeah, it was, the whole thing was supposed to be oh, like, like, what if these this are, kid like, wasn't they here. wouldn't be here today? Right. And like, some of us were just like, cool, that kid sucks. But then the teacher, when that, that group <laughs> left, was just like, fucking... Hey, uh, uh, right. she was hot too. So oh, she was just like, Jeremy wouldn't be here anymore. That guy stinks. <laughs> Jeremy's a dick. Tom's a punk ass. <laughs> but then the teacher pretty much just told us like, Hey, man, uh, you guys could do whatever you want. You don't know what's gonna happen until you're in that situation. So like, don't take what they said to heart. It was pretty cool, man. Right. I liked her a lot, Miss Wartha. How you doing, Miss Wartha? Can't you can't? That's a good teacher. Can't you, people are in, are in different situations. You got to take them one by yeah, one. You got to do what you got to do, man. Man, I'll tell you what. You know the you know this Reverend Rehill. Maybe this guy shouldn't have made it out of the womb. Punk ass. CBS News has reached out to the school district for comment. The Tennessean says he's out of the office until Wednesday, but Rebecca Hamill, the superintendent of schools for the Catholic Diocese of Nashville, confirmed that Rehill did indeed send the email. Was this guy drunk when he sent this? Mm. I noticed that all these spirits are coming out of the monster books with the Harry Potter nerd guy with the glasses and the lightning bolt forehead and, and if you read them out loud then the spirits are going to come <laughs> and then they're going to come in the night and the devil's going to appear and then Freddy and Jason will show up and they'll they'll murder you and your whole family like that's what you that's this is the kind of dipshit you'd show like a Freddy Krueger movie to and he'd be like is that guy real motherfucker is that guy walking around while the Catholic Church does not have an official position on the magical books and movie series, each pastor has canon, canon, canonical, canonical, canonical authority to make uh, such decisions for his parish school. Too See, that's much power. It's way too much. It's way too much power, man. I'll tell you what. This guy needs to get fired. This guy needs to get put out to pasture. That, or he has to try the spells in front of everybody to see what's really happening. And I'm gonna later on. I'm gonna get all. I'm gonna find him on. Uh, on, on on the old internet, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell make all these spells on him. <laughs> Just, I'm gonna send him a picture of my wiener. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's your here's your magic wand. <laughs> He's all tight, tight. <laughs>
<laughs> uh, we got a, a big story from from Big Chris Spirito, which I'm excited about. Big and Chris? That, big Chris, man. Big Chris is coming with the heat. He's coming with a full story that is going to be the rest of the show. dude makes his own pornos, show. man. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> he makes a lot of things happen. <laughs> This is called Prank Wars. Okay. When I reflect on my childhood, I can't really think of too many life lessons or pearls of wisdom my father passed down to me. I can remember my dad teaching me how to tie a tie, but beyond that, my childhood was filled with a lot of Tony Soprano-type life lessons <laughs> consisting of a smack to the back of the head. Oh, man. Stupid. <laughs> the fuck's mad at you? <laughs> on one, I'm sorry, Big Chris. I'm sorry you got smacked around. On one, did you get smacked when you were a kid? Yeah, my mom punched me in the face once. <laughs> and then I had to suck on great popsicles because they're the only ones in the freezer that I didn't like before I had to go to this kid's birthday party. So put these in your mouth till the lip goes down. <laughs> I didn't get hit until I was like later in high school, and I always, always had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Same. But as a, chi- like as a child, as a little kid, I never, got, I never got spanked. I think I got spanked once by my dad, and he felt so bad afterwards. Uh, they never did it yeah, again. She just checked me real quick, never did it again. I was like, all right. Yep, I'm. I'm. Well, I've hung out with you quite a bit, gnarly, and I can see where an instance might occur where you would need to get popped in the jaw. <laughs> <laughs> On one occasion in the summer of 1994, I can recall spending the summer with my dad in Rhode Island and being at a Fourth of July pool party one of his friends was throwing. My dad had a few too many drinks, and <laughs> said, there we go, <laughs> and sat down next to me by the pool and asked how I liked living in Florida and if I had a lot of friends. I remember responding by telling him I thought Florida was okay and that I had a lot of friends. My dad responded by saying, bullshit, you don't got no friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Big Chris. Oh, Oh, Big Chris. He immediately asked uh, who would call if my car broke down at 1 o'clock in the morning for help or who would keep a secret about me cheating on my girlfriend and not tell anybody. Damn, this is like a talk. Mind you, I'm 14. (laughs) And still a year away from getting my permit to drive, so no car yet. And I didn't even have a girlfriend yet at this point in my life, let alone one that I could cheat on. <laughs> no, you got to get go out there, you get some get some slizz, and your friends are going to pick you up when you're booze bagged at <laughs> one in the morning. And, uh, you know, you got to slam it in some other babes because you got to have your guma. You can't yeah, have... You're a dude. Yeah, Friday night is for the girlfriend, Saturday's for the wives. Before I could respond to his questions, he said, in life, you'll be lucky if you can count the number of true friends you have on one hand. <laughs> I'm turning to, to Matt Danza, Tony Danza's brother. It's going to be the voice for, <laughs> for uh, Big Chris's dad. If you can count more friends than you have on fingers on one of your hands, then you don't know the difference between a friend and an associate. Whoa. This <laughs> dude's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> wow. Your dad's cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, this guy. This, guy, <laughs> this fucking guy. He then asked if any of my friends pick on and tease me. I said no, to which he bluntly replied, then you have no friends. Nah, he's got a point there, Your true friends will break your balls and tease you. <laughs> That's true. I've yeah. said that many, many times. Yeah, I've been lit up. Yeah, you should be. Everyone should be. Like, you that's part to. of the fun. Like, I don't want to hang out with people I can't make fun of. <laughs> wasting my time. This has, and I like, there's nothing I like better than having my balls broke. It's my favorite thing. Yeah, it's cool, man. Comedians, like, get, they get to a level of, like, it's not, it, it makes you laugh the hardest. That's why there's roasts, because it's the best is to be the butt of the joke. It means you're completely involved. It, it's because it's it's selfish and all the attention is directed to you. <laughs> and 
my friends will gang up on me so bad. My oldest friends will beat you down more so than anyone than you know uh, for a shorter period of time. Like my friends that I've known since I was 10, 5 years old, etc. Yeah. Man, they know everything about you and they use it. <laughs> yeah, in front of everybody. In front of everybody. They don't give a fuck. No. They say things like that's where they say stuff like you're with your girl and they bring up some old shit. God damn, I like, got so many of those. Remember when you uh remember when uh, you thought that girl was a was a re- was a regular chick but then she turned out to be a prostitute and peed on you or something? It's just like, "What? No way you're saying that." This chick I was dating when I was like 16, pee on me in the shower and then she told somebody <laughs> and I didn't know any of these fucking guys knew and we went to my one buddy's house and he had a dog and he was like, "Hey, do you think your dog wants to piss on Zach? He likes getting peed on." I was like, "Motherfucker." <laughs> that lasted for like two Two months. It was rough, dude. <laughs> so good. Son of a bitch. <laughs> this made absolutely no sense to me at the time. For a kid who was constantly getting the crap kicked out of him at school. Big Chris. Oh, oh man. You're big now. It's all right. And man. teased for having bad acne. Oh, I had that too, man. It's all right. The last thing I, I wanted was friends that teased me too. As I grew up, I never forgot this conversation I had with my dad and realized slowly over the years that he was trying to tell me in his own unique way, friends will come and go and be in, be in and out of your life for either a season, reason, or a lifetime. Don't assume everyone is your best buddy. That will help you and be someone who you can confide in. And your true friends will always shoot straight with you and tease you, but it comes from a good place with no ill will behind it. Around the time I turned 28 and, my, and into my mid-30s, I had a group of friends that I liked like brothers. And aside from hanging out and at the gym or any place, we spent a lot of time pranking one another <laughs> and making jokes at each other's expense to get a laugh from the rest of the group. Nothing was done with malicious intent, but it was for all laughs and the spirit of friendship. This is the highlights from a multi-year prank war I had with my friend Gary. So my friends weren't like big, like pull pranks on you. It was more like... We're drunk. I'm going to put my ball sack on this dude's face, and then we're going to take a picture of it. And then send I saw it that to- happen in the weight room. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's, that, would, that happened all the time. Oh, man. <laughs> There's nothing better than uh, scoring a picture of uh, like one of my buddies putting his balls on someone's face. And then you get the picture, and then you share it around, and there's no phones then. No one had cell phones. It was just like... We get it printed out. It was documented. We get like double copies made from Walgreens <laughs> and put them up on refrigerators and stuff. You know, that dude printing them a kept one for himself too. Oh, hopefully. you got to. You got to. I believe what started everything was when my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, and myself were house-sitting for Gary sometime back in 2010 so we could check on his cat. One day, we thought we'd be nice and clean up his place so when he came home from vacation, it'd be clean. One thing led to another, and eventually we found ourselves getting carried away with the cleaning and ended up rearranging everything in his apartment. Uh. We thought it would be funny to replace every framed photo around the apartment with pictures of us. That's funny. (laughs) So we did just that. Before leaving, we opened a condom Gary had and filled it with egg white from his refrigerator. Fucking big Chris, man. And then placed it under his sheets in his bed (laughs) by where his feet would be when he got into bed. We thought it would be funny to gross him out and make him think we had sex in his bed. Harmless blank, but it got a laugh out of Gary when he came home and saw the photos of us everywhere. The condom, however, is what sparked the war. Oh, man. My buddy Gary, who managed the gym I I train at, thought it would be funny one day while I was walking out to retaliate and used white shoe polish on my car and wrote, I love George W. Bush. (laughs) And on the back window... 
and on, and John Denver across the front window. Why this was funny to him, I don't know. I was pissed as now I now had to go pay to get my car washed. And he sent me pictures of all of this, which yes. is fantastic. Like he equates John Denver and George W. Bush as like the same evil. That's <laughs> just so good. <laughs> I love both. Don't fuck with me. I got Gary back repeatedly for weeks by showing up to his apartment early each morning and doing the same thing to his truck. <laughs> One day I might write, I love Bieber on the back window or Bieber mobile across the front. And on the next, I might write, I love penis. <laughs> this went on for a, a few months back and forth with, uh, uh, with us as it became a game stalking each other's Facebook Cassie check-in in, status. Man, man. Yeah. You got to get, I'm not getting up early for Fuck shit. No. And then finding the other person's car at work, the mall, a restaurant, or the movie theater, and leaving a nice <laughs> surprise on the other person's window for him. Man, that's a, some Dude, funny shit. You come out of the, the level, movies. The level of commitment. Yeah, stalking people? <laughs> Big Chris. Big Chris goes hard, man. Uh, I will never cross you, Big Chris. No, you don't want to do that. He, he, he's, he will not. He's and a, he's big. He's a pit bull. <laughs> he's a big dude and a pit bull. He, will, he bites in that leg. He did not let go. He's got some 22s on, too, from what I've seen. Oh, yeah, they're massive. One day while I was at work, I started getting a lot of text notifications. I looked at my phone, and it was nothing but random dick pictures getting texted to me from various <laughs> numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dick after dick kept showing up on my phone. I texted back one of the numbers and asked what is going on and why they are texting me. I was told I was an ad on Craigslist that had my phone number, which basically said, if you want the best head in your life, text my number. <laughs> Must send dick pic. No dick pic, no head. Damn. They're going to the wolves, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so fucking funny. I hope you changed your number or something. That's so funny. When I saw Gary later that day, he was ready to burst with pride in what he'd done. Uh, he looked so happy with himself. I asked if, uh, if I, he asked if I'd gotten any weird text messages that day. I told him he had to take the ad down as I'm afraid to even look at my phone around <laughs> anyone as my fiance or family member might see a text pop up with a dick pic and a message saying, what do you think? Want to suck it? Oh, man. <laughs> and then I'd have to explain... Gary refused, so I had to change my number to stop the dicks. <laughs> yeah, why do you want to change your number? Uh, there's too many dicks. My phone is filled with dicks. Look at this. Look at it. <laughs> Bling. See that? Bling. Another one. Oh, man. I wanted to get back at Gary, but wasn't sure how yet. So one night I was at the gym working out, and as I was getting ready to leave, I saw Gary sitting at his desk. I walked up to Gary with my cell phone in hand and said, Hey, bud, let me get your picture from my phone so it'll pop up when you call. Oh, I accidentally man. did a system reset on my phone and lost all the contact info. Instantly, Gary hammed it up, giving me a goofy grin, and I snapped a picture. Poor Gary. Oh, no. Gary, right you should it, know man. better than this. You dumb fool. About one second after clicking the picture, my face must have given away my attentions, and Gary knew what I was up to no, I was up to no good. <laughs> Gary jumped out from behind his desk and chased, chased me, calling me a son of a bitch <laughs> and asking me, what do you have planned? I could literally hear the fear in his voice. I didn't respond. I just <laughs> left and, <laughs> laughed and left the gym. So now I'm home and looking at the picture of Gary. I stared at the picture, not knowing what I would do. And then it came to me all at once. A name. And that name is Richard Simmons. 
I thought it would be funny since Gary managed a gym to make fake flyers advertising a dance class for overweight individuals at the gym called the Party Off the Pounds that Gary himself would be teaching. <laughs> I found an old Richard Simmons DVD cover and basically photoshopped Gary's head over the Richard's body and edited the text to include the gym's logo. I printed 40 or 50 of these fake flyers and arrived at the gym one morning at 5 a.m. right when they opened as I knew that one employee, the one employee working the front desk at the time wouldn't be paying any attention to what I was uh, what I was walking around doing. I taped these flyers everywhere and then posted on Craigslist mentioning a great new class at the gym for those seeking to lose weight along with Gary's cell phone <laughs> saying to call for more information. I thought at best I would cause him a few headaches trying to explain to the members and those who called that there was no class. I stopped at the gym around noon thinking I'd see my buddy and we'd have a laugh about all the flyers I hung up and go grab some lunch. See, these dudes are ruthless, man. They're like, ha man, your life's ruined today. You want to go get a Burger King or something? Phone <laughs> no. When I arrived, at the, the place was super busy. Gary was on the phone when I arrived, and I stood in front of the desk waiting to talk to him. When he covered the receiver with his palm and mouthed, I fucking hate you. Dude, that class was popping up. <laughs> a minute or two later, he ended his call and said, said genuinely concerned that I'd gotten him in trouble. Yes. Did I get you in trouble or something? Gary proceeded to tell me about the dozens of calls he'd been getting asking what time the new class is and how one member earlier in the day after being told the class was fake and that someone made those flyers as a joke canceled her membership as she Whoa. was legit pissed off the class wasn't real. <laughs> Gary then told me his district manager came in at 8 a.m. and saw the flyers before he could take them down because he didn't uh. arrive until 9. Gary the said, "Perfect storm, dude." Gary said his, di his district manager asked him about the class, saying that while he liked Gary's initiative and he's free to start new classes for the members, he can't be <laughs> making flyers with the corporate logo on it. <laughs> At this point, he proceeded to let me know that he had to lie to his district manager and explain about all his fake classes uh, he planned on teaching. I basically willed this fake class into existence, and Gary was going to have to teach it. Oh, man. <laughs> you win, Big Chris. Oh, my God. <laughs> In the end, Gary got out of having to teach the class by rescheduling it a few times until people stopped asking for it and forgot. Gary's revenge on me was the next level. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. Our favorite radio station here in this area is a talk radio station called The Bone. I'm aware of The Bone. That's a cool name. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why, but I'm aware of that radio station because I saw that and I was like, The Bone. You got t-shirts? Man, I don't see why not. They must. Gary called me up one day and said he won a contest on The Bone. You're listening to The Bone, daddy, <laughs> for free concert tickets to see Def Leppard and said he couldn't go and asked if I wanted them. I told him sure, and Gary said great, and, and he, as he already gave them my name, and all I needed to do was go to the radio station on Monday at 5 p.m. To, to pick them up. I said okay, and that was the end of that. So now it's the weekend, and I'm in Tampa with my fiance shopping for a suit for our upcoming wedding. We're in Nordstrom's trying on suits when my phone rings. I answer the call, and it's the producer of the afternoon drive show on The Bone, <laughs> confirming I'll be coming <laughs> by the studio Monday at 5 I said, yes, that's fine, but I'm in Tampa this afternoon with my fiance shopping for a suit for my wedding, and can I swing by the station in a little bit to pick up my tickets if they're available now? The producer said, no, let's wait till Monday when you come in. We're really looking forward to meeting you. 
Oh, that's got to be a flag right oh there. Oh, my man. God. I said, okay, and ended the conversation. Something about that was weird to me. Who was really looking forward to meeting me and why? <laughs> I brushed it off and got back to business at hand, trying on suits. We left the mall and decided to grab lunch before heading back to Sarasota. While in the car, we hear the following promotion on the bone for Monday's afternoon show. Coming up on Monday, we have a guy coming into the studio to show us his micro penis and tell us about what his, li- what his life's like with God this condition. Damn, dude. Tune in Monday at 5. Suddenly, everything makes sense. I immediately call back that number uh, that, he get- that called me. I say to the producer, hey, my buddy told me he won concert tickets but can't go. He gave, me my- he gave my name and said that I should come by the studio to pick him up Monday at 5. You called earlier to confirm I'm coming in, and I'm in the car now, and I hear a promo about a guy with a micro penis coming in Monday at 5. Am I being set up by my friend for a joke? The producer says, you don't have a micro penis? To which I reply, no, I have a fucking normal dick. Hell yeah. Goddamn Gary. The producer says, I'm going to have to call you back and hangs up on me. As we're driving back to Sarasota, the bone begins playing a best of recap from the week. And wouldn't you guess it's a segment about a guy calling in with a micro penis. The hosts are talking about dick sizes. The bone, this is an all dick dick radio show. That's so cool, man. The bone, where we only talk about dong schlongs and fat ones. Coming up next on the bone, a guy with a real vayner calls in from Detroit City with his sloppy goop story of uh <laughs> i don't oh, know man. i could go all day God damn. don't let me start making dick jokes gnarly i love just, dick jokes <laughs> my whole life's a dick joke and one of them mentions a condition he saw online called micro penis the host banter back and forth about micro penises nothing there's anything wrong if you have one and we're all different and the host says i gotta know if anyone out there has a micro penis if you have a micro penis call the hotline and we'd love to speak with you hell i'll come in now and sh- You'll come in, hell, if you'll come in and show us, we'll even give you a prize. Damn. Cut to Gary calling in as Chris from Sarasota on line one. What did they, these guys want people to come in and show them their wiener? Like, that's, come on, the bone. You can't just. Some horny deeds, man. The bone, the bone. If you want free tickets to Def Leppard, go ahead and come by between 5 and 6 p.m. and show us your dong. Just lay it out in the studio. Just we'll push all, it against the glass. We'll all give it a kiss, <laughs> and you'll be on the air, especially, and you'll be going out to see Def Leppard in concert down in Sarasota. I'm now driving with my wife to be doing, I'm now driving with my wife doing about 110 miles per hour on I-75, heading home to kill my best friend, Gary. <laughs> Damn, dude, you're all an ass. Listening to him pretend <laughs> to be me on the radio talking about having a micro penis. Oh, fuck. Gary basically conducts a 15-minute interview on the radio as Chris talking about his life with a tiny dick. <laughs> That's and so now, And how even with a micro penis, he found someone special, and he's about to get married in Vegas to her. Damn, he brought the woman into it. He, me, then asks if he can give a shout out to her, which the hosts say sure. And he says, hi, monkey. The nickname that I call my wife. Whoa. He talks about how he got picked on as a kid for having bad skin and wouldn't change, wouldn't change for Jim or fear the other kids will see his tiny dick. 
But he got into lifting weights to get bigger so nobody would mess with him. And through lifting weights, he built up his confidence. Take away the tiny dick part. And he's basically telling my life story on the radio. That dude went in. Interview ends with Chris offering to come in and show everyone his micro penis in exchange for concert tickets. My wife, my wife, uh, fiance at the time, found the whole thing hilarious, especially the fake higher than normal voice Gary was using when calling in to sound like me. Big <laughs> Chris has got a little high pitch on him. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. Samantha looked at me and said, you got to admit that was a good one. You know Gary won and can't, you can't top this. Oh, man. Try as I might over the next few years, nothing I could ever do would stop top the uh micro penis prank wow that was great man another masterpiece from big chris spirito everyone give him a hand fucking chris dude that's a massive story so good i, I hope you, his homie's still alive because i'd still be thinking about that right that's a thing man gary as you do you think i don't think big chris is just gonna let this go even if he he says try as i might try over the next few years, nothing I could ever do would, would not could, would top the micro penis prank. Yeah, you, you got to wait. You know this is stuck in Big Chris's craw. Oh, for sure it is. Mm. But, I mean, he pushed Homeboy into a corner once he came at him at work. And, and that dude came back swinging. Right. Yeah, you threatened his job. I'll tell you what. You got to let it lie low, man. And you come and get him when he, like, loses a leg or something. Shit. I don't know, dude. Fucking amazing. If you want to follow, follow Gnarly Zach on Insta or Twitter, you can follow him at, at Gnarly Zach. You can follow me at Pizza Nachos 69 or the show at Power Moves Podcast on Instagram. Uh, and, of course, you can you know, f- go ahead and go follow old Carl Welzine uh, at Dad uh, Boner. And if you want to be on the show, you can send anything in to Power Moves with Mike Burns at gmail.com. Gnarly, thanks for riding. Thanks for having me, man. Bless you, daddies.